remember what I told you. You ever feel lost? Just look into the eyes of the people that you love. Not me. What? Just listening. And I was just listening to Michael R. Power and Ian Walter talk about this trailer, this Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer that just came out, and I thought I have to add my thoughts to this discussion as well. My name, of course, is David Petrangelo, one of the hosts of Back in My Day, and um, this was something that we were going to be putting just on our Patreon feed, which you'll hear the guys talk about that, but... I thought we should get this out there. We should let everybody know our thoughts about this. We love these movies. We are so big on the MCU. Um, you know, the first, or <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, rather, is uh, my favorite Marvel movie because it's just so much fun and so funny. I just, I wanted to get our thoughts out there. It's a smaller episode than usual, roughly half an hour or so, and I thought, let's just get this out to the main feed and everybody can hear it. So, without further ado, my thoughts on this trailer are more Thor, more Taika Waititi, more Korg, I'm in. That's really all I need, of course. Natalie Portman coming back uh, to reprise her role and become, um, you know, the female version of Thor. Uh, the name of that ex escapes me off the top of my head, but uh, but that's all right. Um, great, great shot at the end. It's super badass. It's so cool. She looks great in the armor, holding the hammer. Everything looks awesome. Uh, the reaction from Thor himself is great. And um, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I think that uh, I, I actually hope that there isn't that much Guardians of the Galaxy in this, and it doesn't seem like there is. You'll hear the guys talk about that as well once uh, once the rest of the episode gets going. But um, as much as I like Guardians, as much as I like the quips that they had in the previous movies, I would prefer to not mix it too much because I think one of the reasons that worked, that Ragnarok worked so well is that Thor was largely standalone. You know, he did have some crossover. Obviously, Loki was there. But other than that, it was kind of its own movie even though it did tie into the rest of the MCU I, I really like that about it and that's what gave it the freedom to be as funny and different as it was and I want to keep that going but we'll see where things go I'm excited how it's going to tie into the rest of the stories um, uh, you know the Guardian stuff will be fun but it seems like they're going to start with the Guardians he's going to realize that he wants to hang up the cape or or not use the hammer whatever the terminology you want to use and then he's going to get a little bit of advice and then he's going to go on a training montage and then it's going to be an adventure with him and Korg a little buddy cop type of idea and I'm all for that more Korg is the best like he is my one of my favorite characters I absolutely love him he's hilarious and of course voiced by Taika Waititi himself who is uh, directing this movie and um yeah I, I just i'm really excited to see what lord what thor love and thunder uh has in store i'm only going to watch the teaser i know i'm going to watch it and probably really enjoy this movie um hopefully i love it as much as ragnarok or more um, i'm putting a little too much expectation on this i think because i really enjoyed the first one but uh hype is hype and i'm really excited all right guys take it away Once in a while, you know, you'll get some bonus Patreon content from just our pre-episode ramblings or whatnot. But every once in a while, there's a special event uh, that happens, whether it's, uh, you know, a new show or a new movie. In this case, a new trailer for a movie has popped up. And uh, I seem to recall us going particularly crazy 
over one of the most epic trailer reveals with in our past, which was uh, well, more recently, which was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. And we all know what that led to with our vast, uh, you know, uh, Spider-Man collection rewatch and uh, leading up to our, you know, big breakdown of Spider-Man No Way Home. We have another major trailer that just dropped, and that's for Thor Love and Thunder. And uh, I know it's just Mike and I, but uh, Dave's here with us in spirit because we know Thor Ragnarok is the best MCU movie ever made, according (laughs) to our gracious host on Back in My Day. So we're going to try and do it justice here by just talking a little bit about, you know, how we feel about this trailer and how we feel about the film overall. The fact that Taika Waititi gets to make another Thor film in the vein of uh, Mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok, which Mm -hmm. I think we all loved. So, uh, Power, what are your sort of initial reaction thoughts of having just watched the trailer again? Well, I love Thor Ragnarok. Really, really love it. Saw it twice in theaters on IMAX. Blew me away. I love Taika Waititi. I love what he's done to the character of Thor in those movies. Um, I think they look awesome. I think the humor is perfect. Uh, It's the best direction they could take in that character. And I would not disagree with anyone that said it's the best MCU movie. It's not my favorite, but if someone has that opinion, that's... Uh, totally valid for me. I would not argue with them for a minute. And this trailer for the sequel uh, to Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder is freaking awesome trailer. Like I'm hyped. I just watched it and yeah, I'm hyped for the movie now. It's, it's, it looks like it's, it looks like it's going to be another amazing uh, Thor movie directed by Taika Waititi. It's got the humor. It's got the action. It's got the visuals. It's, bringing in we know what the movie did uh, is he brought in characters like hulk like That's he right. let other mcu characters into the movie which they've started doing around that time and this one there's a lot of guardians of the galaxy yeah, uh, yeah. there's korg you know what i mean there's well, who's the thor character but i love that it's embracing the sort of shared universe yeah i love they're doing that with the, these movies anyways so i liked it Obviously. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Hulk moment because uh, we mentioned in during trailer talk on Bracket Madrid that like as much as we love that as a trailer moment, it would have been incredible. Like, you know, to use that word lightly, but like it would have been amazing to see that just as a complete surprise moment in uh, in Thor Ragnarok, like in the theater. But I understand we live in a world now, like unless you're just not dialed into these things the way we are, like you're not going to get these major surprises like there will be surprises in the theater but like those big sort of character reveals yeah, like like he's that, in like half casting movie, right? yeah and like and and we're getting a, a another tease to a character here where you know it was already sort of rumored she already came out um i think at one of the like d23s or uh, san diego comic-con like there was already like an announcement that we were going to get the return of natalie portman but so to that point, I think it's fine that like we have this cool reveal in the trailer. Yeah, I was about to say there is no reveal in this trailer, like the Hulk reveal. But you're right that Natalie Portman reveal in the trailer is yeah. very similar. And if, yeah. yeah. So we, you know, it's the last shot of the trailer. It's her wielding Mjolnir that looks like it was like you know paper mache back together, and like she's uh, you know so it's it's like a repaired version of Mjolnir, and she's obviously worthy to wield it again. So um, it's clearly like. Uh, her sort of return to the MCU as Lady Thor or like a female Thor. So uh, that's exciting because there's uh, definitely a comic run 
uh, by Jason Aaron, I believe it was, and uh, artist Isad Ribic, where they designed this whole like um, another coming of Thor. It wasn't uh, Thor Odin's son. It would happen to be Jane Foster who wielded the hammer. And she had her much in the way that we have like Sam Wilson as Captain America now. We have Jane Foster as Thor. So it's interesting to see where they're going with this because we have a story where couldn't help but notice at the beginning of the trailer, it's like Thor is hanging up his superhero cape. Like he's basically uh, trying to find the meaning of life. We saw, and you mentioned Thor Ragnarok being Dave's favorite. My favorite, I think, in the MCU overall is still Avengers Endgame. It's going to be hard to top that one. And, uh, you know, although I think most of his story arc comes from Infinity War there, it's still nice to see where he goes from there. And I like that whole, like, Fat Thor angle of it and the way he gets sort of redemption at the end and gets, um, you know, Stormbreaker and Mjolnir and he gets to go to town on, on Thanos. Uh, so I, I did kind of get the vibes, though, that, where it's like a parallel almost to Thanos when Thanos thought that he was done and he gets to like go and just be on his farm. And, but then of course Thor comes to behead him. So now we've got Thor who thinks he's hung it up and he's looking for meaning of life and uh, he's going to get dragged back in, of course, uh, into this, this whole mess. But uh, it's just interesting to see, like, I wonder your takes. I'm going to get into a little bit about, uh, what I think they're drawing on, some of the inspirations they're drawing on from the comics, especially as we talk about who the big villain of this film is supposed to be. But what is your initial take on what's going on? Like, what do you think the plot of the film would be? I I think Dave will be excited because it looks like he's. I don't. I'm not sure the Guardians are going to be in it very long. But if you know the where we left off, Endgame, Thor sort of joined the Guardians, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Of the galaxy. And I think that left it open to go in many different directions. I was originally thinking they were going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Thor was just going to be in it. But that it turns out that this Thor movie is coming out before the Guardians movie. Yeah, so I think that would have been hilarious. Be, but I think James Gunn has already gone on record saying that's not happening. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think that setup is really going to pay off. I don't think they're going to be together that long. But judging by this trailer, I think he's going to be with them. There's going to be some funny moments between him and Chris Pratt because they're hilarious together. And he's going to be the, to go on some space adventure with the Guardians. And then he's going to, like you said, get in shape as we see, uh, try to hang up hang up the cape and find peace. And something's going to drag him back in. I think him and Korg, there's a shot. It seems like him and Korg kind of are leaving the Guardians behind. So I think they will be happy with that. That it's going to be, there's going to be a chunk of the movie where it's Thor and Korg hanging out. And yeah, I don't know, but I don't know anything about the villain. I know it's being played by Christian Bale. We probably should say we're going to get into spoilers just just for people who are listening to this if they don't want any spoilers or if they yeah don't like want, we're uh, we've got our ear to the ground with the like sort of Marvel news of it yeah, all and exactly. like the the big announcements we know kind of the casting yeah. and we don't so know that, like we don't know any actual leaks per se but like yeah. we do know like what's been rumored. yeah if people want to go into completely unsullied and blind you know we're gonna, we're going to sort of theorize here and talk about what's known so yeah I believe uh, I don't know anything about the villain to be honest with you that. Christian Bale is playing. I don't, remember, don't even remember his name. Um, the Natalie Portman Thor. I am wondering now, because when that was announced, it seemed like it seemed at the time that that was this was going to be her movie. That's what it seemed like. Right. But, that, but now I feel like she's only going to be in it for not, not the whole movie, at least. You know what I mean? It seemed like he was sort of passing the torch or the hammer, I should say, to her. And she was going to be the lead of 
lead or co-lead of the movie but now seeing the trailer she's only in the one shot and there seems to be action shots of him and you know none, well none i mean they, it might be more more movie. shared than it might be more shared than you think because it, uh, now that you mention it like i could see him feeling like he doesn't need to be the god of thunder if he thinks there's already another one out there doing it mm-hmm. and then something else like the antagonist somehow brings him back into the fold or some discovery because uh even when he's sort of i think he's still fat thor it seems like towards the beginning of the film and he's like working out like you said and he's got the strongest avenger hat trucker hat on uh which i really like but everywhere you look there's little hints of like fallen gods or like these big monsters that have been uh felled like that he's moving those chains and working out but there's a huge skeleton in the background Mm -hmm. um and then there's another shot did you notice the um him and cork standing on a mountain staring at this giant beast yes like a frost beast kind of thing so so i'll just say um you know i'll just say it because it was a big thing going around online too that's a great shot like that might be one of the most sort of one-to-one comic shots i can i can recall from like you know you always see shots like a that are panel, like, like a comic panel, yeah like a pa- like a comic the panel they really the they book. really tried to make it almost exact like if Korg wasn't standing there with him it would be almost exactly like it is on the page and it's uh jason aaron's run on on thor with Assad ribic doing the artwork and he's um a, the artist Assad is a co-creator of the villain gore the god butcher so that's the rumors that uh, Christian Bale is playing the villain. So clearly, if this is someone that um, Thor got along with and he's finding him dead, that could be one of the things that drags him back into this fe- in this conflict because he knows sure. if if someone's powerful enough to take down his big buddy there, then like he's probably starting to worry about the rest of the Asgardians and uh, like um, Valkyrie and Jane Foster and everyone else. That maybe they might need his help in order to take them, this guy down because is this that guy God Butcher character the character that Christian Bale is playing. Do you know? That's what the rumor is. So the rumor yeah. is that there's someone going around killing gods, and right. you can't have that because as Guardians, they all think they're gods. So it's mm-hmm. uh, they're all kind of going to be in his crosshairs at one point. So they're going to have to take him down. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Christian Bale uh, stepping into the MCU because he's such a great actor and uh, to see his turn as a villain will kind of bring me back I, it'll probably be a wildly different role knowing christian bale but it'll bring me back to like the american psycho days you know where he's got right. a little bit of an edge to him you know um, before so, he was batman <laughs> yes exactly so it's really exciting the prospect of all this like i don't know exactly where they're headed with it but it does seem like like you said i, I think they're just doing a short stint with the uh guardians of the galaxy but just the fact that they're doing any homage to the as guardians of the galaxy which was a very fresh comic book run that came right around the time that they did that joke in Endgame, but just the fact that they're they're playing off of that at all is, is music to my ears. And we know Taika Waititi is going to put together uh, a romping adventure. I love that there was even a brief shot of like a little bit of a swashbuckling nature yeah, to this with him on a, a boat. With, yeah, exactly, kissing yeah. some girl, and he's got goats in his boat, and he's got Stormbreaker looking like it's opening up the Bifrost again. So the just the amount of locations that are in this trailer, oh yeah just yeah just make you feel like you're about like just make you feel like you're about to go on this like grand adventure and you know you're gonna have thor going through all these different locations and locales and you're gonna be you know if um the pirate scene there's actually 
you know, I wonder if Taika Waititi was inspired by his own show, this flag. Oh yes, this yes. flag means death. This is a show that I've been watching on HBO Max. At Taika I've been Waititi. watching it too. It's a great, great, great show. Super. Funny. I can't remember like, the actor's name, but the main guy he plays um, Murray on Flight of the Conchords. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, Rise Eifert, I think his name is, and he's he's amazing. Yeah, he's so funny. They both are in their pirate roles, and um, play, yeah, well, so Taika plays. Spoiler alert! But Taika plays Blackbeard, does he not? Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I see the pirate. I see him taking like, you know, some of the fun he was having doing a pirate show and like bringing it to the movie. And I just see. You and know, I love how he has the freedom to do that with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's got to be a give and take. Like I know that they got to kind of play in the sandbox, but they can also do a lot with their yeah. own personal influences. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a synergy there that I kind of like with Marvel's creative teams. And uh, I like that you mentioned locations because it does seem like we're going to expand the Marvel universe a lot more with some other. We were just uh, doing other recaps on Patreon here for the for Moon Knight. And talking about the sort of uh, Egyptian gods of it all. Now we're starting to step into Greek mythology. It looks like they're going to possibly go to Olympus. And yes. Zeus. There was a scene of Zeus. Yes. And-, and so Zeus is rumored to be played by Russell Crowe, which is also a very exciting wow. prospect. And you see him sort of grab this lightning rod. And I'm, I'm sure like it looks kind of like a prop from the way that they've frame it in the trailer but i'm sure it'll kind of seem to fit in the the narrative of the story but it'll be interesting to see if we have a short-lived appearance from zeus if we do have gore the god butcher running around we're gonna have to see him actually taking out some gods at some point Ooh, maybe he kills zeus wow yeah you're you're yeah you're just opening my eyes. i didn't even think about that <laughs> but you know zeus hercules these characters are characters that appear in Marvel Comics. Yeah. So they could be the versions from the comic book, right? So you could maybe get Hercules, you could maybe get our uh, our uh, shot at seeing the champions on uh, yeah, champion. and, uh, maybe Swarm's going to come in an episode. Or, uh, champions know, number 14 and 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love that you said that because obviously if they do, they're going to introduce Zeus or there could be a tease at Hercules. And if they do that, I really hope that they commit to a solid actor. Honestly, I know that someone like the rock is playing um, black Adam already, but like someone with his physique and his ability to act would be perfect for like, even like a Jason Momoa, like perfect for Hercules, someone with like a strong muscular physique. And then also is able to play on some comedy. Uh, if you can find someone who is that muscular but is also like classically trained like a shakespearean like stage actor that's built like that oh that would be perfect for the role yeah like a henry cavill would almost be like a british person basically actually you just nailed it if they were able to get henry cavill as hercules that would be incredible but i i think that there's like if they're going to be sort of diving into the greek mythology side of uh, the mcu then they are ultimately going to have to bring hercules along for the ride right so maybe it's not in this film but maybe they establish enough where they can tease his involvement at some point down the road and um yeah i mean even just a reference to like my idiot son or something like that my idiot half son or something like that that'd be hilarious you know you know where they'd be going with that so that'd be good and uh yeah just there's a lot to pack into this minute and a half um i think it's really exciting that Natalie Portman's getting a chance at 
we we often talk about like these chances of redemption, like people that didn't get like a strong shake, you know, in the, in the greatest franchise or at least the, the hottest franchise of all time right now um, being the MCU. She's like on the sort of the bottom end of that uh, as far as the her movies were Thor and Thor the Dark World, which haven't been like overall well received. But what I would say is that if we had just gotten Thor Ragnarok, um, it would still be an insanely talented, like amazing, funny film. But for me personally, it hits harder that we've gone through these other more serious beats with Thor and then he's seen some tragedy and now he kind of uses comedy to kind of deal with all the the weight of everything that he's really had to go through. And like I love seeing that carry through from Thor Ragnarok into Infinity War and Endgame and now whatever's coming out on the other side with Love and Thunder. I think like there's a lot to love about this franchise and I don't discount Thor and Thor Dark World. I think that they've played their part in building up this like sort of Thor legacy. And like without that history that none of the other things that happen in these great movies that are to follow would it would mean as much if that makes sense because mm-hmm. we had like yep. some great stuff with between like loki and thor early on and like you know even uh, anthony hopkins as um as odin um and then just the sheer like magnitude of the films that we're getting now because we just finished reviewing spider-man no way home so we thought like okay here's Endgame. Endgame is the pinnacle of it all and what are they how are they going to follow that up we've already got all these great movies that we've reviewed no way home being the most recent then multiverse of madness and now thor love and thunder it's like like how like you really think they're slowing down like all these people that say there's like superhero fatigue i don't see it i don't see it and there's a there's a new episode every week of a new superhero thing on disney plus too exactly and they still find a way just growing yeah yeah and they find a way to make that feel unique in ways too right like it's every everything has their own little flavor and their own little corner like we mentioned like they're covering out a little horror corner of the, yeah. the MCU. So it's just like, it's a very exciting time for Marvel fans, comic book yeah. fans. Yeah. I, I will say that some other things I noticed when watching the trailer is the uh, needle drops, you know, because the, the song, the sweet child of mine. And I really liked, I really liked uh, Taika Waititi's use of Led Zeppelin in the last movie. So if we get some more Led Zeppelin, he's, he's really good at putting the sort of popular uh, music when he has the right budget for Marvel into, you know, cool scenes. So yeah, I like that. Um, we got a shot at the very beginning of, you know, they've been doing this in things like WandaVision and and, in other, um, MCU shows getting the, the classic costume, the classic yeah, when he's running and he's in, growing into these things somehow, you know, in WandaVision, yeah. it was like their Halloween costumes. Well, in this, you got you got him. He's growing up, and at some age, he's wearing the like cheesy, you know, like winged ears hat uh, Thor costume that you recognize from the Stan Lee kind of run, and so that was cool. And so this is little touches. You can tell these. You can tell there's like a lot. There's a lot of respect and love for for the source material. And, and the comics behind this just in this one trailer with those little touches. So I, yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, I just think it's just ramped up basically my excitement level for, for this movie. And I agree with you. We, we, we have to um, thank you know, the, the movies that came before it for, you know, this being such an epic scale. 
and uh, even Thor Dark World. You know, we even got to looking looking back now, Thor Dark World. Uh, it's redeeming Thor Dark, Thor, uh, Dark World a little bit with these newer. It movies. really is. We, we said the same thing, I think, during our End Game and, and Infinity War, or End Game specifically, because they go back to that movie review that 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 movie is being redeemed. So you can never count an MCU movie out. You know, so even movies that I don't like, even MCU movies that. Uh, I'm not fond of. You can never count them out because they could go do something in the future to make you relook at that movie and you know yeah. like, through fresh eyes and appreciate it more. Well, that's cool. just it. I mean, I think there's 27 films right now uh, out, like fully released, and I I don't dislike. I know like you have your thoughts on Eternals or whatever, but I don't dislike any one of them. Like even my least favorite being the Incredible Hulk. It's only my least favorite because it feels the most disconnected from the MCU when you really put it all into perspective. But even that's an enjoyable blockbuster. So, like, there's not really a movie in the MCU that I dislike, or that I wouldn't watch at, at an, you know, at, a, at, a, at a certain some point. But um, you know, we 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 just talked about redemption. We're looking forward to our coverage of Obi Wan Kenobi and how like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are getting a chance to like reprise their roles and maybe get a little bit of redemption from the. Uh, ill-received or maybe less received Equals, yeah. prequel trilogy and then now natalie portman's getting a moment to like kind of be back in the spotlight and be her own hero and you know yeah, she wasn't the story with that why does it was it was a big deal because they kind of parted ways and she kind of said she wasn't going to do another movie is that what kind of happened because i didn't understand like it's like she didn't come back for endgame right so that's what i think made it a bigger deal that she came back for this movie well, you know what it was? I just, I don't think like at the time they were making, it was just, MC was in its infancy. There's no way to really know how big this thing was going to go. And I don't think like the the caliber actor that Natalie Portman realistically is, like she's not at that point in her life looking at these movies like they're going to be anything special. Like when you're making them, it's hard to know that they're going to turn into something special, right? So I could imagine her not really being... um to like you know diving into the material and and that kind of stuff just kind of like doing the best with what she's given and then on the other side of that what she's given wasn't that great if you compare like stuff we're talking about like these days with moon knight and how even like us um like not the lead like someone like layla is getting like fully fledged like fleshed out characterization whereas like she really did just feel like a um natalie Portman really did just feel like a love interest to thor that kind of had to deal with the fact that he is an alien from space. And she was like the earthbound contact that had to deal with all of it. But like, she wasn't given like her due. And I think this moment, love it, Thor, love and thunder is that, that time. So they had to convince her a bit to come back. That's why it was kind of a big deal. Is that I think I so. But I think like when you get a creative, like Teko Atiti in the room and, you know, you start to to show really where you could take the character. I'm sure that once she saw that she's going to be... It wasn't a hard sell once the, oh, exactly. uh, the plan for the character becoming Thor and everything, right? That's a good reason. Yeah, so like she's, getting, she's getting her just desserts now at this point, yeah. right? So, yeah, so, so I cool think... They can bring back actors, and it's so cool when you sign on to an MCU contract. You never know what that means. And there's been examples of people who have signed on for smaller roles. crazy... And- even crazier that the MCU is almost too big to fail now that they're not doing these like giant seven picture deals anymore. They're saying, Hey, come do this series and we'll see what happens down the road. Like they're willing to make future. My, deals, yeah, my but... favorite example of this is Paul Bettany signing on to do the voice of Jarvis. Yes. The very, very first Iron Man movie to go on and actually play and be, act as 
uh, on screen as the vision in um, the MCU, right? So you just sign on and he just signed on to be the house, the voice of Tony Stark's house in the first movie. And then he goes on, he actually becomes vision. That's so cool that they can do that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, you, that is a very epic point. And I think it it hammers home this idea that like, even if you're going to have a small character, like, like I just mentioned, if you're going to have a cameo with Hercules, don't, you know, MCU wouldn't half-ass it. They would do it right. They know they're going to bring this character up and do him, like, even if he shows up for two seconds in the movie and he's ever going to show up again, it better be someone, like, noteworthy that can kind of, yes. kind of carry themselves and through they their own. They, they, they cast even in small roles, like, really good actors. And I think they do that knowing that, you know, this could turn into a bigger role sort of at any given time which I love. Awesome. Yeah. So there you have it. We have Thor Love and Thunder uh, coming theaters. I'm sure there's going to be another trailer. I'm I'm more hyped usually about the teasers, to be honest, because I'm, I'm like not wanting to be spoiled any more than we already are. Yeah, and I will actually, this actually, this, this episode actually ties well into our next, one of our next uh, Pack of My Day episodes that we'll be recording, Ian, because it's time. I've actually told you this yet, but I've told Dave and I've told my party to get ready. It's time that we record our summer movie wager list. Oh, because the summer movies are starting May six with Doctor Strange. So true, and it's true. gonna, and it won't we're just gonna... be one MCU film on the yeah. list, right? Okay, so this, this let's movie, do it. We're gonna be talking about this movie. I'm sure it's this movie's gonna come into play in our summer movie wager list. So if you know what this, if you don't know what the summer movie wager is, look out for that episode on our on our main feed. It's where we try to predict. Um, the top 10 movies in the box office this summer, basically by domestic gross and we make it a little game. So yeah, it's all even, fun. Even when movies weren't in theaters, we went back to 1996 and did a movie wage, summer movie wager of yes. our own. So. We're going to do a 97 movie wager this year too, but we're also going to do it for, for 2022. So that should be fun. And so you can find um, all that content uh, at anywhere you can find podcasts called back in my day or or on social media at day back in or of course here on patreon patreon.com slash back in my day uh, of course if you're listening that means you have subscribed to our patreon so thank you we appreciate everyone that's uh, subscribed yeah there you go we thought we were going to talk five minutes about this trailer and we almost went 30 so <laughs> yeah we're gonna have a lot more um content coming out for the patreon we're going to try to do recaps of the disney plus shows which we like doing and things like this and you'll get you'll get our thoughts on uh, just things we're passionate about, like trailers and MCU movies and stuff. We can't fit on the main show. So thanks a lot for listening. And Ian, thanks for joining me. And thanks for having the idea to record this. It was fun. We actually went half an hour on a <laughs> minute and a half trailer. That, but I think there's a lot to chew on, and I'm really excited to see what you know what what comes out of this. So yeah, it's gonna be fun to listen back to this after we've watched the episode <laughs> to see uh, how wrong we were. That's right. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. All right. Cheers. <laughs>